0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: Brr a cold, frosty Saturday morning. Welcome aboard. Another tough weather weekend ahead. We'll talk about that. But first I want to thank all of those uh, listeners who came by Marsh and Bayou's uh, store in Mandeville last week where we broadcast the program. It was great to meet some of you, see some old friends, some new friends, and glad to always get out and meet our our listeners in person. Uh, And hopefully you'll stop by Marsh and Bayou on a regular basis. Great little fish and tackle store even got kayaks and very unique products. And they've also got a darn good little magazine. And uh, it is free. And there's not many things in this world free. But they've got a great Martian Bayou magazine, a publication with stories and photos and information in it. You pick it up free at many, many locations, including this store. And speaking of free, this radio show is free. We call it Radio Free Outdoors. <laughs> again, all you need is a radio. No subscription. You don't have to pay for any uh, cable. You don't have to pay for satellites. Uh, we've been doing this for nearly 33 years, and we continue to offer a free show. We thank our sponsors who are the ones that bring it to you. All right, so we don't have much hunting left. Uh, Goose conservation order goes into March. Got a couple of areas still open for bow hunting for deer. Uh, Quail, if you can find those uh, extinct species, that's open through the end of the month. Also, squirrel and rabbit's open. And snipe. A lot of people don't believe there really exists a bird called a snipe. Believe me, they are for real. And I haven't really been able to get any. Uh, snipe hunting in. If anybody's got any huntable, accessible snipe hunting areas you know of that's holding a few birds, text that information to me. You can do that with your other reports, your comments, your questions. We take texts at 504-260-1870. We love to hear who's listening to us and where and what you got going on. Well, we kicked off the new Bayou Wild TV Season 8 premiere. you got to love this kid, Boone Hoops, a little 7-year-old uh, cancer victim from Ohio. It was his hunt of a lifetime with Ron Torres at Magnolia Farms in Mississippi. Uh, great program. If you haven't seen it, you can catch it on any of our stations where it broadcasts, or it's available on YouTube. You're, you choose to pick the time and place. Also, we got some new Bayou Wild apparel uh, so if you would uh, want to get some of that, check it out on our website, BayouWildTV.com. And also, we'd like to hear from you. If there's anything, anybody, any place you'd like to see featured on a Bayou Wild TV episode, let me know that. Just simply shoot me a text. Also, uh, this week I attended the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. Lots of items were discussed. I do have the Cliff's Notes on the two most important subjects on the agenda. That is the updated Speckled Trout Report and also the latest story making really big headlines this week. The first case of CWD, chronic wasting disease, has finally made its way into Louisiana. We are now the 28th state that... CWD has been established in. What action will the state be taking? We'll get to that for you. Also, our regular field reporters reports across the coast, and a little chat with Melissa Miller about next weekend's Biloxi Boat Show. And we've got the story of a Belchase Louisiana man who put together a, an arsenal of night hunting equipment, even had a stash of drugs with him, but only problem, you guessed it, he got caught. He'll be honored as this morning's bad boy of the outdoors. Our coastal marine forecast is pretty rough looking. Inshore north winds 20 knots, rough offshore north winds 20, 25, 5 to 8 foot seas. Offshore fishing out, that's a small craft advisory up. Lots of sunshine, though, and one of the smallest tide ranges I have ever seen, 0.31. And with those north winds blowing, if it's got any west in it, uh, might be some water shortage in some of the lower coastal areas. Mississippi River is at 6.5 and steady. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Robbie Campo and let you know about a road detour. If you're headed down to St. Bernard this weekend, you're going to have to take a little bit of a detour. We'll explain how that works. All that and a whole lot more of what you and I love to talk about on Saturday mornings. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Well, just how cold is it out there? Well, here's a look around the state. Right here at St. Hubert's Cathedral on the North Shore, it's 32 degrees. Venice is our warm spot this morning, 39 Mobile it's 34, Slidell 30, Grand Isle 37, but a 23-mile-per-hour wind. Alexandria is 27, Shreveport's 25. That is our coldest spot on the Louisiana map. Monroe is 28, Lake Charles 32, Lafayette 30, Baton Rouge 30, and New Orleans 34. All those temperatures, high 20s, low 30s. If you get to 50 today, you're going to be lucky. And that is some cool temperatures for the Gulf Coast. If you happen to be headed down to St. Bernard Parish this weekend, you're going to have to take a detour. Robbie Campo joins us. And Robbie, that uh, Intercoastal Waterway Golf Outlet Bridge, uh, you know, we know it as the Green Bridge on Highway 47, is going to be shutting down. Uh, well, it already shut down yesterday, so it's not going to open until Monday. So tell us about the detour, the options to get down to Campos.
3: Well, your, your, your options are going to be done. You're going to have to go in through either Franklin Avenue. Or, you know, you have to come in through you know, and come in through Claiborne um, or North Robertson to Judge Perez um, and and come around. Or either if you're coming from – well, if you're coming from Metairie, you have no problems. But, uh, you know, you, uh, because Shelmont exit, you're just not going to be able to do it. Um, so your best bet is to just stay on the interstate and get off at uh, either, you know, uh, Franklin's probably, Franklin or Elysian Field is going to be your best your best bet, uh, you know, to get down this way.
1: Right. Now, it's cold, <laughs> so and it's going to be windy. It's going to be sunshine. Yeah. I'm expecting people maybe coming out a little later, because if you're getting around in the 40s and 50s, that's fishable. But right now, down in the 30s with the wind blowing in the dark, uh, I'm not sure about getting a real good early start.
3: Yeah. You might as well wait for the sun to come up. Um, you know, Don is blowing, it's blowing 20 knots here at Lake Bourne, 21 knots, uh, 35 degrees here this morning. Um, you know, I mean, this wind is howling out of the Northwest, uh, but your water temperature is still 54 degrees here. So, um, that's still, that's still, you know, fishable with, you know, official bite in 54 degree water. Um, I thought that this water would drop out enough that maybe that those redfish would get in the bayou up there by the bridge, but um, actually the water is not that low, and it's because it's getting driven across wind driven across the lake over here and pushed up in up in the uh, shell beach. But it is dirty, so uh, you've got to keep that in mind. Now uh, um, Wednesday and Thursday, when it was a little bit warmer out. Of course, we did have some showers, but did catch some trout up the ship channel from us, you know, um, a couple miles up the ship channel. Uh, we had two boats, one, you know, one one day, uh, one Tuesday, I mean, uh, Wednesday, one Thursday, um, just about limited out. Uh, you know, one had 49 one day and the other one had 44 uh, fishing up the ship channel, fishing a lemon drop um, uh uh, major shad, so a uh, lemon head, Major shad, whatever the yellow plug is. Um, uh, some people call it lemon drops, some people call it lemon heads, but nevertheless, they caught some really, really pretty trout up the ship channel. So the fish are still here, Don. It just, you just got to get weather to fish them, and this is just not the weather to do it. And, um, you know, blowing 20 knots, <laughs> I think I can find something else to do on <laughs> a day like today. This is the kind of day you just get your honeydews done and and get ready for when uh, things straighten up because it is it is really really cold out here and um, you know and who, who wants to be in this you know 20 knot winds out here riding in a boat I know I don't um, it, it's just it's just brutal today.
1: You can put me in that number doesn't want to be out in the boat today, but until maybe later on when the sun comes up, you know, it might be an idea. You know, d- dirty water, high winds, and uh, cold temperatures is not what you need for trout fishing. But you got some options. You know, if you could get into the marsh and scoot around and try to pick up some redfish, the bass bite in cold water, and also you might find a few sheephead, too. Just take your time and pick some dead-end canals and maybe some of the little marsh ponds, fish the points, and you could build you a little box of fish, I think.
3: Oh, there's no doubt, Don. You you know, but is, is anyone going to go do it? That's the question. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you know, hey, look, now, now, now they did catch some redfish on the backside of the dam this week, so um, yeah, that's probably going to be the only place today that you're going to have any clean water at all. So if uh, if you got that in your mind, if you want to just go redfishing or you know, and some sheephead. You go on the backside of the dam. You could probably pull that off, and it'll kind of be—it'll be a little bit protected because you're going to be on the backside of them rocks. So, um, you know, in the water that's going to be a probably only one of only one of your clean spots that uh, you know you're going to have clean water is is behind that dam. Gotcha, well, Rob. Anything else you want to add? No. Uh, I, I saw uh, yesterday, Don, that uh, they they set the. Uh, dates for the new duck season, so it, it must have been a success this year the way they, the way they um, did the duck season so they so I, I was uh, you know and a few duck hunters that I talked to, uh, especially one of them was Jimmy Carly, and they, they were happy about the way that they did that split the, the two splits you know and and spread it out so um, but they set the new duck season so uh, I guess that was a, a step in the right direction maybe.
1: Yeah, well, you know, unfortunately, we didn't have one of the greatest duck seasons ever, and there's some problems with that. But, yeah, I'm in favor of a three-split, too. It gives the ducks a little bit more of a resting chance because now with the surface-drive engines, there's a lot of pressure moving around and, and, and scaring the ducks out. So the more rest you can give them, the better. Okay, Rob, thank you, my friend. Now y'all try to stay warm down there. Let's hope we get a little warm-up during the week. And it's supposed to be uh, no rain, so maybe we'll uh, turn out off to be a pretty good week after we get this cold stuff out of here.
3: Yeah, you're right about that. I'm going to get back in my office and sit by that <laughs> heater. So talk to you later, Don. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you.
1: All right, Robbie Campo reports on us on the St. art area from Campo's Marina down in Shell Beach. Stop by seam. All right, right after this, uh, cold water fishing. Let's see if we can catch a few bass, maybe some of those what do they call them? Socolay, white perch, uh, crappie? Uh, Jeff Brule's going to join us. He'll update us on the freshwater scene right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
4: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. shopify.com slash odysseypodcast all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with
2: eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for walk well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
0: If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP. You deserve Madela If you've persevered through. deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, Tourist, tour. you deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crownley Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Uh, that's the bass singing that. That's not Jeff. Jeff is not a big bass. He is the big bass fisherman, and he gives us our fishing reports for fresh water. The Berkeley Power Bait is the sponsor, and that flavor in those Berkeley Power Baits attracts more fish and keeps them holding on longer and gives you more time to set the hook. With the Power Bait Jigs, Berkeley's done the science, now you catch the fish. Jeff, good morning. This is a cold, chilly morning, not the kind of morning you're up and at them. You know, sometimes if you're fishing a tournament and you got to go, you got to go, but otherwise, my advice, wait till the sun comes up and uh, it warms it up a little bit. So, uh, what's going on with the fishing, you know? Um, we talk mostly about bass fishing, but this is we're getting close to prime time for the old white perch, and, and that's kind of a mystery fish to people. We have a lot of them. I think it's underfished because they're not as easy to catch as the brim are. When the brim gets plentiful, people, you know, you can go out there with just a cane pole a cork and anything underneath it and catch them, but the, the, the white perch takes a little bit of uh, scientific fishing and, and knowledge and skill to get them. Tell us about that.
5: Yeah, this is the time of year when they start gathering up deep, you know, big reservoirs like Kalita Bend. Yeah, they might be 30, 40 foot deep in big schools, and they'll gather deep, and then all of a sudden, as the water temperature warms up, they'll start moving shallow to spawn, and if you can find them spawning, you, you, they're like the brim. You know, they'll bed up, and you catch a lot on one cypress tree, or, you know, off a bank, stretch a bank, uh, but usually it has to get up in that 60-degree water temperature, which... Everything's in the low 50s right now, just about everywhere. All the guys I talked to, uh, the Morgan City gauge is at 3.3 feet. It's a good level, but the water's just cold. Uh, the few anglers I did talk to around the state, a few of the reports that I did get, most of them are going out catching a handful of nice white perch, but they're not on fire yet. And places like Grassy Lake and Crackerhead around the Verette Air are doing pretty good. Uh, if you go up, to say uh, Concordia, the Oxbow up around Natchez. They're, they're catching a few up there, but, again, they're deep, and, and they're not only catching a handful when they go. Uh, I went to the Chipmunks this week just to kind of check. Water temperature is 51 degrees, kind of clear. We don't get a lot of rain on the north shore. That river gets super clear, which makes it, to me, a little tougher to catch them. And I caught some small perch, but they were they were deep, about 10 foot deep, and uh, just kind of moving around, along with a jig. But hopefully the river is supposed to kind of – go up and down the next month and not get too high and places like old river that should still be good and we just need to wait for the water warm up and it's just hard right now with the cold water temperatures
1: Jeff, if you would, uh, kind of keep tabs on what's going on in that Tick Faw, that area that Hurricane Ida hit. I don't know if you last week we were talking about 250-plus million fish were, were killed is what the estimate was. And it certainly shows up because people who fish that area have all been talking about how, how tough it's been. But hopefully it'll bounce back. Uh, it may not even be this year. It might take next year before those areas come back.
5: I know historically with Katrina and some of the other hurricanes we've had around the state, it usually takes about a year to 18 months where they start catching, you know, a lot of fish, usually small. And then, you know, during the tournament, they'll bring in some nice fish here there. But it's going to take another couple of years to get that back. And I'm sure there's some guys stocking it here and there, but the ones I've talked to, uh, if they go for an hour or two, they just say they're not even getting a bite. So it's going to, it's going to be tough uh, in that area for a while. And that's typical with the storms. I think Des Almond's in the same boat. But, you yeah, know, this marsh is pretty hardy. It, it's got a lot of fish. It'll come back. In our shore spots like Marpa, they got several rivers flowing into them. And sometimes way up the river, the fish didn't get hurt by the storm. And as they spawn and the fish kind of filter down, they just repopulate their way of taking care of things. But the bass fishing is pretty much the same story. The water temperatures in the 50s everywhere. So, just got to slow down and... Uh, Try to figure out how to catch some fish. You will get some bites, but it's it can be tough.
1: Yeah, sure is. And uh, that was exactly what the report said. That you know some of those upper reaches, the little small creeks and and drains, uh, didn't get the bad water, and the fish got up in there and came in it just take them a while to filter back down and spread back out. Uh, Jeff, next time we talk, if you would, uh, you and I have fished the uh, New Orleans City Park Lagoons. they Are bringing back. Uh, the oldest freshwater fishing tournament in the country, and that is the New Orleans City Park Big Bass Rodeo. It's going to be held in March, and uh, if you would, maybe get some tips because it's, you know people can start scouting and uh, figuring them out before the, the tournament starts, and they'll be able to go there with a little bit of information.
5: we will do. All
1: right, Jeff, stay warm, my friend. We'll see you next time.
5: All right, thanks, Don.
1: All right, there he goes, Jeff Rule, freshwater fishing reporter. Yeah, that New Orleans City Park Big Bass Rodeo, very historic, is coming back in March, and uh, we're going to be talking a lot more about it. And uh, Jeff and I have fished over there, and caught some pretty nice bass. There's some big bass. It has been uh, stocked with some bass, and the Wildlife and Fisheries monitors it. They did some uh, deep dredging to improve uh, the habitat there. It's a great place to fish. doesn't cost a dime, and, uh, lots and lots of uh, miles of shoreline to fish fresh water. All right, we come back after this. I'm going to get to your text messages, 504-260-1870 is the number. I'm looking for a few things, suggestions for episodes on Bayou Wild TV. I'm looking for a snipe hunting spot and, uh, well, anything else you want to tell us. We'll be back right after this time. All right, we have some more fishing reports coming, but let me get to those text messages that come in live here at the studio. We've got a uh, good morning. This is John from Folsom headed to our lease in Bunkie for the youth duck hunt. That's right. we got the uh, youth and veterans only duck hunt today. Uh, The 9-year-old son, he loves to listen to the show. I believe we have a mutual friend, Jeff Anastasio. Yeah, old Dr. Jeff. Good to hear from you, John, and good luck to you and the youngster on the duck hunt. Uh, here, oh, my Bayou Wild crew is heading right now with the squirrel master, Carlton Savoy and some young hunters from St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Happy hunting. Well, good luck to y'all and those kids, and you'll see that on a future episode of Bayou Wild TV. And i got to tell you, Carlton Savoy, he is the squirrel master when it comes to training squirrel dogs. All right, I'll have some more of these text messages for you right after we pause just 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don DeBut. All right, I put out a request for snipe hunting areas, and uh, our old friend Ray Ray from Lacombe, Louisiana, he said Thursday he went down Lake Road and saw as many as 15 snipe jumping up from the side of the road, probably saw over 50 on the drive to the end. I have to check that out. Ray Ray Ray, Ray was one of our Alaskan Cajun invaders when we went to Alaska. Uh, thank you for that report. All right, uh, here's one from the Backstrap stacker. He's checking in from Clark County, Alabama. It's the last weekend of their deer season. He says, I know my wife is happy. He's headed out to finish the season. There's a few deer still running the dough, but for the most part, the rut is done in Alabama. Okay, thanks for that, Backstrap stacker. Uh, TRD in Kentwood. It's 25 degrees in Kentwood. Yes, it's chilly out there. Here's another one that says, if it stays cold much longer, maybe on Bayou Wild we can do an ice fishing segment. Brr. Strangely enough, I was talking to one of the visitors that came to marsh and Bayou last week who was familiar with ice fishing. and Something I've never done, but I'd certainly be happy for. But I don't think we're going to do it around here. Uh, here's uh, one that used to go woodcock and snipe hunting with my dad out by Tantella Ranch. Well, I hadn't heard that name, Tantella Ranch, in a long time. But... Ain't doing no hunting around there now. Got a little sad face. Uh, here's one that says, your show this morning with one-shot boon was a good one. As for your snipe, Bonnie Carrie Spillway at times has a good population. And I'm going to have to check that out too. Uh, yeah, the, sh- the one-shot boon is young uh, boon hoops. And from Ohio, Hunt of a Lifetime, you may be hearing some of our Hunt of a Lifetime commercials. It's an organization that uh, makes possible hunting and fishing trips for Young people who have been afflicted with uh, terminal diseases, and I got to tell you, young Boone, what a what a kid! You got to love this kid. If you've never watched, or don't want to watch, buy you watch this one. You really do. It's called One Shot Boone, and uh, it's his hunt of a lifetime. Take a look at it. Uh, We got the Mad Trucker checking in, and Justin in the Gentilly Refuge. He says it's so cold there. The possum and coons must be taking a vacation in Bermuda. No, they're around. they got to eat. They're scrounging for food to keep warm. By the way, speaking of animals coming around, uh, in my pond, uh, I've been living out here and had. Well, I've had the pond probably 40 years, maybe a little longer. And I've seen some strange things in it. But for the very first time, I, I had an otter came in the pond. First time. Don't know where he came from. Uh, he was pretty bold. He, he wasn't bothered by me or the geese or the horse or anything. He just went about his business. And I watched him catch and eat three fish. I don't know how many he ate. Got a little bit of video on him, too. In fact, I'm, I might put that on Facebook so you can see it. What a great little creature, otters. I always said if I... Came back uh, as an animal in my next life. I think the otter would be the one. They just have so much fun. All right, here's uh, Toby. Where you been, Toby? He's checking back in with us. I don't know where he's been, but he's gone up to Columbia, Mississippi. Going to try to get an old buck one more try. And, uh, Toby, I'm looking forward to maybe making a turkey hunt with you this this season. We'll see about that. And the river rat's taking the big rig to Florida. Be careful. Be safe. All right, you want to shoot us a text? 504 260-1870, 260-1870, the Pods driver is checking in. we got all these nicknames and handles on this show. You can get one, too, if you'd like it. All right, right after this, we're going down to Delta Marina. We'll talk to owner Mitch Juricich. He got a nice buck. Yeah, he's got some venison in his freezer. He's Hopefully he's got some fish in the water down there and some bait for you. We'll talk to him right after this quick timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And if you head down Highway 23, just a few miles south uh, east of New Orleans, you will run into the Delta Marina. And the owner, Mitch Juris, has joined us now. And, Mitch, first things first, let's hear that deer story, man. That was a pretty impressive eight points you put down on the ground.
7: Yeah, Don. We had a a pretty exciting hunt that afternoon. Uh, You know, the mornings have been so cold, the deer just haven't been moving much. And, you know, I started thinking, let me get out there a little early in the afternoon and Stay warm in the mornings because on them mornings when it's in the twenties, the mid twenties, and all, we find the deer really don't get out until about about nine, ten o'clock. They'll start moving. So I got out a little early in the stand that afternoon, very early actually. And as soon as I got set up, I just heard all kind of grunting and cutting up. I've never heard a deer grunt so much you know uh, as what I heard on that afternoon and he just would not show himself for nothing but probably 20 minutes of I started doubting if it was a deer not a hog because of the way he was carrying on but finally about 20 minutes later I looked on down a little path and there he was standing there and I saw the doe in front of him and I said wow and he just offered me the perfect shot the perfect situation and And I got really—I guess I say—I got lucky because he was pretty far, and he just dropped right there in his tracks. And I knew he was a good one, but when I got down, he was really nice. And it really made my season. That's one that'll—that'll make your season, you know. So I was happy with that. And seen several others uh, last trip that were, you know, moving around pretty good, but couldn't ever get in position to, to get another shot. I have one tag left, but. As you said earlier, the rut's pretty much winding down. In fact, I don't even like this, this extended season in Alabama. I think, you know, that our bucks are pretty much run down, and whatever got away, he's going to be there for next season. And and all. so I'm going to go up and make a little stock assessment, see what see what goes on. Because unless it's a real trophy, I'm going to pass it. You know, when I get these last couple of days, I'm basically going to clean up the camp and and close it down and get it ready for turkey season.
1: Well, congratulations on the deer. And, you know, you mentioned uh, the noises he was making. Deer are, are much more vocal than most people think. Have you ever heard a deer click? Those bucks will I've do heard. what they call clicking a doe. It's, it, people mistake it for a frog or something. They don't really realize what it is, but it's that's uh, the best way I can describe it is a click.
7: I've heard that. I've heard every sound it can make. I've been hunting for 38 years up there, and it's like I've heard every sound, even the does. But D- Bucks, and let me tell you what I learned on that one there's no set way of grunting because he made some long, deep grunts, the clicking grunts, the short grunts, the and then blowing snort weeds, I heard it all that afternoon, you know, in that 20-minute segment. I mean, this doe must have really been – she must have been a special
1: one. I can tell you that. <laughs> he put on a show and tried every trick in the book to, to, to oh, get the he, doe, he yeah.
7: Talked, he talked every language a deer could speak. I can tell you that. So,
1: I'll tell you, I learned something, exciting. too, about calling uh, early when I, uh, in my deer hunting when I first started calling. Uh, I was bow hunting, and, and I gave a, a, a bleat call to a doe. And that doe looked right up in the tree at me. I was about 14 feet up, and she looked dead on me. They can pinpoint that sound. So you got to be careful when you're using those calls if they're close to you.
7: 100%. And let me tell you, I've learned that you know, using the grunt call and all. You grunt, you put that call down, and you wait because they've heard it. If he's around, he heard it, and they're coming. And they, it's amazing exactly what you said. I don't care how high you are in a tree or how covered you are. They're going to look straight to that sound. He's going to look up, and it's like how many times have I been busted because I wanted to give that extra grunt, and I turn around, and another thing, they'll, they'll try to circle downwind. You know, I mean, it's just it's just amazing what they do. I mean, yeah, they, it's strange because... can definitely tell that sound.
1: It's strange because mm-hmm. I've never seen a deer in a tree, but they're looking up there when they hear it. All right, so much for right. deer hunting. How's the, fishing, how's the fishing been? This little cold snap and wind is going to kind of slow things down a little oh. bit, but what's the pattern been?
7: It's It seems like every weekend we get in this pattern of this strong cold fronts coming through. But when we do get some good days, you know, some of our guides, they, they're very slow right now, but, you know, uh, a couple of them went out. So a week and a half ago. They didn't had a nice trip on some redfish and sheephead. We did have one group go out. It was a really bluebird weather day through the little warm spell, really nice. They they caught a little handful of speckled trout with beautiful fish. So the fish are there. It's just the weather's gotta cooperate. You know, we've been very fortunate to have live shrimp throughout this whole winter so far. And and uh in fact we had some guys coming in to pick up a little a guide operation coming to pick up 500 this morning i'm like well golly who wants to go fishing today <laughs> but i'm glad they're coming you know uh because it's howling out here right now and freezing cold and man i wouldn't yeah. even think about i wouldn't even be hunting this morning i'd be <laughs> sitting in my bed waiting for
1: this wind to die down and the sun to come out so, yeah it's brutal well Mitch there, you got a, a lot great going look on you...
7: down here this week, weekend too right. i you... want to mention uh we got the Hotch Chili Cook-Off down in Venice, uh, along with that Nutri-Rodeo going on down at Venice yeah, Arena. That's yeah. <laughs> going to be something to see. And coming up on March 5th, we got our old church at Empire, St. Anne Church, and she's going to be 100 years old, so we're going to have a big celebration in Empire. Our cabins are all booked up for it. Uh, the big event's going to be held at the marina, so we're going to have all kind of food and music and everything to, to celebrate her 100-year anniversary, so we got a lot of good things coming up. You know, we got a kayak tournament coming the following weekend. So March is really going to be busy. It's been a slow winter, but that's to be expected, you know.
1: Yeah, you guys are rolling down there. It's amazing how some of those churches in places like Empire can survive all these hurricanes, you know. I mean, they've gotten beat up, but they they go back and rebuild them. And what a wonderful little place that is. I'm very familiar with it. look forward to that celebration. Well, Mitch... Miss, thanks for all the information again. Congratulations on the deer. Enjoyed chatting with you, and I want to invite people to make a stop down there. Got the Ponderosa Restaurant, got a tackle store, got lodging, boat launch. You got it all.
7: And the oysters are at their prime right now too. Cool. So don't and miss you, out on these good oysters me. this time of year with this cold weather. I mean, this yeah. cool winter has really done it done the trick with them. Believe me, they are they are as good as they ever gonna get. Well, i got to get some. Thanks,
1: Mitch, again, and we'll see you next time. All right, Don. Thank you. All righty. There he goes, Mitch Jurisic, Delta Marina. Coming up next, whoo, it's blowing and it's cold down in Grand Isle, not much fishing going on, and the, the rebuild continues. We'll get Darrell Carpenter dot realscreamers.com to update us on the latest. Stick around. we got lots more to go on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, right after the top-of-the-hour break, I'm going to give you Cliff's Notes uh, of a couple of issues that were discussed at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. One is the discovery of CWD in a deer in Louisiana, the first time this has happened, and also a pretty depressing updated speckled trout report. All that's coming up. But right now, let's talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter. Realscreamers.com has been updating us on the comeback of Grand Owl, or severely hit during Hurricane Ida, and right now experiencing some unfishable weather down there. Daryl, what's going on in Grand Isle?
6: Man, it is cold. And, uh, I mean, uh, not like it's shattering news, but, man, you get down here with all this water surrounding you and you put a 20-mile-an-hour wind on top of 35-degree weather, and, yeah, it's it's bone chilling. Uh, You know, I mean, I I don't expect there's going to be a whole lot of effort today. Uh, You'll have a few diehards on the side of the road. I can promise you they won't be in boats. They will be, you know, hovering next to that truck make three or four casts, and jump in the truck. Um, Don, you know, the weather's been so crazy the last few weeks. It's like we finally got winter. It's really kept everything kind of stirred up and muddy. The, um, you know, the only folks that are really doing anything good and predictable is getting up deep in that marsh and finding some deep holes. Now, the two days before this front came through, we had those hard southerly winds and the water level came way up we were over the dock a couple of days so you know that that kind of gets those fish to move around and when we get those incoming tides off of the gulf like that the water temperature comes up it makes them a little more active and then all of a sudden you get this front that comes through it runs all that water out of here as of this morning i think our water temperature was 52 degrees and it was still on a hard downhill climb um you know, it, it kind of – it leaves those fish moving around a whole lot. It, it stirs the water up. So, you're if, you're if you're in a boat in that marsh, your biggest thing right now is either redfish or sheephead. Um, we don't have that Highway 23 situation or, you know, and, and those other areas down around Shell Beach and all that where they have that, those deep canals where they pile up. But if you spend enough time in that marsh, you'll find you some deep holes. And I'm talking anything – six to ten feet deep. And especially on those low water cold days, all your redfish are gonna be stacked in that hole.
3: <clears throat> it's
6: just it's just a matter of working them and getting them to bite. You'll find redfish, black drum, and sheep head all mixed together. Um, you know, so you kinda gotta you just gotta work that and just be happy with what, you know, what the day gives you. The the trout bite with the exception of off the side of the road has been kind of non existent the last I don't know, the last week or so. Part of that is because just hadn't had a whole lot of effort looking for them. But, you know, everything we just talked about with the weather and the muddy water and everything, it's the other other side of that. You spend a whole lot of time looking for a few fish. So, you know, that's kind of what's going on. The island is still moving. It's still moving forward. Uh, Had an official release from the old sand dollar, the Grand Isle Marina. They are now officially open. Um, so they're ready to to do business, ramp the rooms. I think the rooms are going to open the first of the month. They had an incident with a cigarette that produced a little fire damage, and I think they're going to reopen their rental rooms come the first of the month. But other than that, I mean, we're going to be ready for March 1st. Like I said, we've got trips. Our first trips of of the season are Mardi Gras week, and it's time to start paying the bills again.
1: Darrell, uh, I got a question in here real quick. Someone wants me to ask you about reports of flooding on the Chenier side of the island. There's sandbags being placed on the shoreline. You know anything
6: about that? Well, all right. So after Katrina, when Katrina came through, it, it created a big sandbar on the Chenier side of the pass. Uh, you'll remember all those piers that used to go out in the past. They, they now went out to a sandbar. Well, this storm, Ida wiped that sandbar away. And it wiped it away all the way back to the natural bank. So there's a little bit of rip-rap there, but not a whole lot of attention. It didn't pay to that bank over the last 10, 15 years because of that big sandbar that was out in the pass. Well, now that Ida has wiped that away, those homes up in there and, you know, those piers all go back out in the pass now. And those homes are exposed to the pass itself. And when you get those southeast winds, you get those three, four-foot, Five foot rollers coming in, they start breaking, and they're breaking on that bank and flooding those houses. So uh, what they're doing is what they're doing is some shore stabilization right there, and it, I guess it's a temporary move until they can get something permanent. You know, sounds uh, like they like need it, to
1: get a dredge in there and pump some sand in there to kind of rebuild that bar. I would. Well, it's, it's really
6: like good. we talked about last week. You know, they've, they've been approved for this two hundred something million dollars or whatever. You know, a lot of people, a lot of politicians, beat their chest on that approved doesn't mean appropriate and then you got to do six months worth of government studies to figure out what you're going to do they need to hurry up
1: yep now we got to go thanks for the info glad you got to get that report in. we appreciate it thank you Don and y'all stay warm all right we'll be back with our number two right after this
2: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what